guys, and welcome to the podcast. It's Josh, your favorite spiritual best friend, ready to tell you guys why your chart has you thriving and sometimes just simply surviving. We are going to talk about birth charts, the moon, how they're connected, and why Mercury in retrograde simply just sucks for everyone. And boy, does it suck. We are all going to chat and maybe figure out why some signs are better than others, depending on the day. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a mental health, spirituality, and astrology podcast that focuses on everything mental health. I'm your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with my longtime middle school friend, Brianna. Brianna, tell everybody how you're doing and how's life? Hey everybody, so um, I'm good and you know, life is good for me right now, Um yeah, I'm sure we're going to get into it, but you know, I'm going through like a career transition right now. Okay, I got you. I got you. So you mentioned we might as well start off with that. <laughs> so so you said that you are in a career transition. Tell everybody a little bit. What uh, what do you do when it comes to work and all that fun stuff? Uh, so right now I'm a special education teacher at a high school um, out in Vegas. So like... Um, what I do basically, I'm a teacher by going to other people's classrooms for classes that like need more than one teacher, um, for like legal reasons. And I just kind of like help out as a second teacher. Like sometimes I do my own lessons. Um, but like most of the time I'm like just supporting, um, and making sure that kids actually understand what's going on. Okay, I got you. Yeah, you mentioned a lot about being like a special education teacher and stuff like that. So my first question for you is, what led you to that path? Well, I kind of always known I was going to be a teacher, but like what kind of teacher was like fuzzy. So uh, I started off wanting to be a music teacher, um, but auditions were really super hard for me with anxiety and everything. So like I never got past that. Um, so then what did I end up doing? I think that's when I started special education and um, like it was cool and I was okay with it in college and everything, but uh, part of me still wanted to do music. So I had tried that again, didn't work, changed colleges and um, I ended up uh, sticking with 
Africana Studies, which is like basically the study of the African diaspora or all people that um, descend from Africa, like across the world, and just like the, the study of that and like colonialism and how it affected everybody. And that's kind of what I ended up sticking with in school. And somewhere in the middle, um, to like figure out uh, like what can I actually do with this kind of degree you know I got back into teaching and just ended up mixing that with special education (laughs) okay I got you and that sounds again as I'm hearing you explain like what led you to that a lot of steps were made (laughs) definitely Mm -hmm. like switching (laughs) schools to now you're in Vegas so like I, I know you mentioned a lot about music has music always been like a passion for you? And if it has, um, explain to me a little bit, like where did your passion for music come from? Um, really from my dad, like literally in the womb, my dad was playing me music. Um, <laughs> and my mom would say like, I would literally just like move around in there just hearing like his voice and the different kinds of music would like affect how I moved and in her stomach. So, and my dad also played sax when he was in high school. So, like, music has just always been there. Like, that, my dad basically taught me everything I know about music. Um, and so I got into it in school. I started playing the viola in the third grade I started playing. Um, and then I played it just, like, throughout high school. And I kind of picked it up here and there in college. And every once in a while, I'll pick it up now. But, um... I really enjoy playing the cello, so I can play violin, viola, and cello, but mostly viola and cello. But yeah, that's um, kind of where music came from. So, like, I listen to a lot of different types of music, but you know, I guess when it comes to playing, it's usually like classical stuff or um, like pop songs, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I I got you. I definitely got you. Uh, I remember uh, it's funny as I'm hearing you explain about all the instruments that you play and stuff. I remember in middle school, uh, I, I I played the trumpet a lot. So when I hear like saxophone and stuff, I'm like, man, like that must have been really cool. Um, just I'm just curious by any chance, did your dad ever write and try to create his own music as well? No, he kind of like stopped playing after high school. Now he did, he learned a little bit of the bass guitar. So he just kind of ventured out that way. But as far as writing music went, nah. He just kind of liked to be interested in, uh, like, different genres of music and how music evolved over time. That's kind of his thing. Okay, I got you. I got you. So as I'm hearing you explain your own spiritual journey, because I always like to tell everybody, this is your spiritual best friend, a podcast that really just focuses on how you're able to better understand yourself. So I know you mentioned a lot about music and now that that led to teaching and how you're combining the two. So my next question for you is, so other than music, what are some other passions that you have? And uh, what are some other things that that really interest you? Yeah, so that kind of gets into like part of my um, career transition. So I kind of recently, but not recently, really got into yoga like I've kind of done it here and there you know as a thing to help relax me because um like I 
carry a lot of anxiety and stress, like physically in my body for doing physical things helped really get that out of me. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I've been taking a training the last like, uh, six weeks to be a yoga instructor and like learning the spiritual side of like yoga along with like the physical part is like crazy. It just like really, um, not changed my worldview, but really it transformed it. Yeah. Really transformed it in how I think about things now. Yeah, I, I definitely can understand that. And as you're mentioning yoga, I will say power to you for that because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've tried some yoga classes. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not one of the most flexible people out there, <laughs> but, but it does it just like you said, it does really help you really reset your mind. Um, I always recommend mm -hmm. meditation as well. Meditation is also something that I have done a lot ever since I have gone into, into therapy a couple years ago. And I will, I will say that with a mixture of yoga and all that stuff, it really, it helps. Like you may feed the people listening. You may think like yoga and stuff like, nah, like it, it, it definitely does create that transformation. Like you, like you said, Brianna. And, uh, that leads me right to my next question. So you mentioned yoga and stuff like that. What really, like, what do you think in your mind, like, led to that change? And also, where do you see yourself changing because of yoga? Um, so, can you say the first word again? I just forgot. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I, I'm, I, I podcast all the time, so I'm used to just rambling. Um, so, my, so my question is, so when it comes to, like, yoga and all that fun stuff, what led to that change? Like what led you to change into the yoga path? And also now that you're in yoga, what are some things that you have noticed within yourself that have improved? Right. So what kind of led me to yoga to like take it seriously anyway? Um, was like, I realized like I love my job. I love working with students. I really do. But like the way that the, system is like as a whole over the country is like not sustainable at least for me um I was like I can't keep doing this so I was like I need to find something that allows me to help people and also help myself and be able to keep myself healthy so it's kind of what led me to yoga and where I see myself like where I see yoga kind of lead me is like it's really been helping me just really be my authentic self, you know, um, and kind of walk in my own path and do what's, what's best for me and what's right for me. And also help people with that. Because um, the other part that I forgot <laughs> was that I also um, have a passion for, like, helping for, like, babies and birthing people. So um, with my yoga like after I get this regular certification I also want to get an extra certification to be um pre and postnatal yoga certified and eventually become a doula so um because if you don't know or if people listening don't know like the the death rate or the birth complication rate for um black women like across the country in America is very very high um and just in general like women in America have very traumatic birthing experiences. So it's important to have like birth workers 
um, there to help that and, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. make it a better experience. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and I can only imagine, like you mentioned about like giving birth and stuff power to you for, for working on that and trying to improve that because I know from a, from a dude standpoint, it's, it's pretty simple for the dude, you know, you literally just, (laughs) you just put your spermies in and that's it. Whereas the women, like they really have to like, they have to deal with the nine months. They have to deal with the stress that involves pregnancy, you know, when it, and also taking care of themselves. Cause you're not only just taking care of yourself, but you're also taking care of the little one. And then obviously mm-hmm. giving birth and that painful experience. Like I know, uh, I know a couple of my family members, I'm not going to put their full names on there, but I know a couple of them actually got like C-sections. So mm-hmm. like just all that and, after the pregnancy and experiencing all the mental side of it too, it's definitely, it's definitely something that a lot of people need help, especially a lot, a lot of women as well. And and like I said, for dudes, it's just simple, you know? Um, So that leads me right to my next question. So I know you're working to get these certifications and stuff like that. Where do you see yourself? Let's say a couple years down the road, let's see, let's say Brianna, you get your certifications where do you see yourself in in the next couple of years by doing this stuff? Yeah, well, I'm working on opening my own like yoga business. So hopefully in a couple of years, you know, speaking it into existence is going to be thriving. And, you know, I'll be able to, um, you know, take on a couple of clients. And also in a couple of years, you know, I can see myself having my own family too. So, yeah. Pretty much where I see myself in a couple of years. Okay, I see you. I see you. So now I know we mentioned a lot about your careers and your passions and stuff like that. So now let's connect this to the chart a little bit because I know you're very insightful yes. when it comes to astrology and stuff. In fact, I, I will I will go full disclosure here. Brianna, I, I you actually gave me a tarot reading on my whole family like a couple months ago. So Brianna is very insightful when it comes to this stuff. So I know that your sun sign is a Scorpio. You have a Virgo moon, Scorpio, Mercury, and Sag Venus. Now, I know I interviewed my boy Curtis, and he had a Sagittarius Venus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was fun hearing him describe relationships and stuff like that. And we'll talk about relationships down the road. But being a Scorpio and also having a Virgo moon, tell me a little bit, how do you think those signs go hand in hand when it comes to yourself Uh, well for me anyway so uh you know scorpios can be like very intense and very emotional um and you know virgos are kind of known for being like kind of analytical and like you know having attention to detail so for me i kind of combine my passion for things and just use like my virgo mood to follow through and like really get to work and get serious about things. Um, and like, it really just helps me keep myself organized, like keep my passions organized. Yeah. Yeah. I got you definitely. Uh, and I, you honestly described that perfectly. Cause I mean, I'm a Taurus, the sister sign to Scorpios. So I know, I know a lot of Scorpios and <laughs> it's crazy how, <laughs> and how the sister sign works. Um, and yeah, and all the Scorpios I know are definitely very emotionally intense people. Um, that's no disrespect to Pisces and Cancers, other water signs. But when it comes to Scorpios, 
there's just there it's just that intensity about them that really helps them stand out from other people and then like you said with the virgo moon the the best way how i describe virgo moons is literally kobe bryant he's a virgo r.i.p to one of the legends he literally had a whole segment on espn called detail like you said attention to detail Mm -hmm. paying attention to all the details of film and stuff so when you whenever whenever anybody thinks of virgos i just think of that segment detail by kobe bryant um so i know when it comes to mercury in your communication your mercury's in scorpio so has there ever been an experience where because i know scorpios again are very emotionally intense so when it comes to your communication style how do you think you communicate with others Hmm. I think it probably depends on who you ask, but <laughs> <laughs> like, because like you said, like Scorpios are a little different because we're the sixth sign of the water of, of all the water signs. So for me, when I like talk to people, if it's not like the surface level stuff, doesn't last long for me. So if we can't really like get kind of deep in the conversation, or it's like honestly not interesting, I'm not going to talk that much at all. Like we're just not. I'm going to do, like, yes or no answers. Okay, eventually I'm just going to stop talking. Like, my family sometimes will tell you that I can be kind of rude to people because I just won't talk. I'll just stop talking and <laughs> just kind of look at Either look at you or not look at you. I'm like, okay, this is not going anywhere. Yeah, I got you. So it's like there's, like, this need to have, like, a bigger picture. You know what I mean? You can't just have basic conversation. You know what I mean? It's It's sort yeah. of just like let's talk about your purpose let's talk about deep meaningful stuff let's just not like Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk about just the simple stuff i got you as that's what i was getting as i was as i was listening to your answer and stuff like that so this leads me to my next question so overall we talked a lot about your work we talked a lot about your passions we talked a lot about like women in general if you were to give advice to let's say a high schooler just coming out of high school especially a, a woman coming out of high school what advice would you give to her and uh what are some things that like you would really do to like give her that great advice um well this is kind of like you know what i tell my students you know i tell them to like follow their passion and what feels right for them and you know like not not to be afraid of change because you know you're not gonna stick you may not anyway stick to the same thing your whole life so like be open to change and just follow what's what's good for you what feels right okay i got you definitely and and that's definitely some great advice when it comes to following your passions and all that fun stuff and definitely being comfortable with change that's a i think that's going to be one of the big quotes to drive like our our podcast together home is being comfortable with change especially Mm -hmm. because i can only imagine coming from delaware all the way to vegas and how that much change has happened and it seems like you're in a good spot, which is good to hear. Um, and I just wanted to give you a little shout out that way. So let's transition. Of course, anytime. So let's transition a little bit to the to some relationships. So I know you have a Sagittarius Venus. So I know when it comes to Sagittarius, they're very fun loving. They love their space. They can be very blunt and honest. So whatever you're comfortable with sharing Tell me a little bit about what are some things that, what are some qualities that you look for in a partner? 
so for me, like one of my number one things quality wise is you have to be able to make me laugh. Um, because, you know, laughter is healing. So like, who doesn't want to laugh? I need to be able to laugh in a relationship. Um, other than that, just like being, what is what's the word? Adventurous or a little spontaneous. Like, that's very, <laughs> that's very sad. Um, yeah, so those are, like, my main qualities, like, can you make me laugh? Can we go do things and explore together? Um, and you have to be caring, too. That's also really important for me. Because I'm still, I have all these, you know, big water signs, emotional things. Like, you have to be able to be a little sensitive with me. Um, like, tell me what I need to hear, but, like, tell me nicely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh... And I, and I see like this need for like fun, spontaneous, also be there with you, be very supportive. Um, don't be too harsh. You know what I mean? When it comes to like bluntness and all that stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so those are some qualities. So now this leads me perfectly to my next question. So let's say this is just a hypothetical. So let's say you are on a first date, right? The person that you are on a date with does blank you're not having a second date. So what are some turnoffs that you, that you pick up right away that you would not have a second date? Well, the conversation, you know, we kind of already talked about that. So that's not going anywhere. We're not, it's really what people say. And I don't know if I can point out like specific things that have happened, but yeah, definitely. If the conversation isn't really going where you say something that's like, I guess really like not in line with my beliefs, then it's like, mm, nope, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. So it's just a lot of like the communication, uh, the communication way of like the relationship. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah, I got you. I got you. So yeah. So we talked a little bit about relationships. We talked a little bit about work and all that fun stuff. So what I always have people do when we come on is I usually just read your sun and moon on according to the horoscope.co. I usually will give you guys some like traits and all that fun stuff. So I'm going to read yours and I want to know a little bit how you feel about that. And then I just have a couple more questions and then we'll wrap everything up. So according to the horoscope.co, so Brianna, so your chart, it says Scorpio, sun, Virgo, moon, a methodological personality my fault if i stuttered there <laughs> highly perceptive the scorpio sun virgo moon personality has a very personal filter through which they view and interpret the world so positives for the sign can be dynamic and uh there's a lot of big words on this one magnanimous <laughs> some <laughs> some negatives can be self-indulgent a little bit vain and scornful Perfect partner, someone who is just as insightful and observant as them. Word of advice, learn how to appreciate themselves before starting to judge others. So as I read your chart a little bit, what are some things that come to mind? Um, so I just thought it's interesting. You said there's a lot of big words and like I'm kind of known for using big words at times. People are like, what do you think? Um, and also what else like kind of the negatives like being scornful like I definitely have the time in my life where I'm like hmm I could do some things or I could say some things right now to really hurt your feelings but 
you know, understanding myself and that that wasn't really going to go anywhere. I was like, all right, I'm not going to, we're not going to do that. Even though I know I could, I'm not going to. <laughs> and that's, you know, the, um, the singer, Scorpio singer <laughs> and the, oh, the perfect partner. Like, so my partner now, I've been with him for five, almost five and a half years. And so he's a Gemini and now you also made a Gemini. It can, it's a lot of analytical thought. So like the fact that we, we can talk a lot in our conversations get very deep because, you know, like our minds are always moving and mm-hmm. like he can get very analytical, but like, I like that sometimes um, because then I can like put my emotional thoughts and feelings into the conversation. So it like mixes everything together. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and I could definitely understand currently I, I am currently dating a Gemini and it's definitely one of the positives is Gemini's. They love to talk about anything and, and mm-hmm. you can have conversations with Gemini's. That's one thing I will say. Uh, my, my father actually has a Gemini moon. So like whenever I see him, he's just all conversation based and all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, as I'm hearing you say that, and this leads me right to my next question. So I know you mentioned that your current relationship, you've been dating him for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about like the relationship and stuff. Like how did it, how did it start? And also like, what are some things that I know you mentioned a little bit earlier that you do like about the relationship? How do you feel with yourself in the relationship as a whole? Um, so it started out like, <laughs> I DM'd him on Instagram, you know, split in the DMs, and um, we talked on just on Instagram for like a solid month and some change, or maybe like a month, really. And um, it's kind of cliche and corny, but my emotional side loves that. But um, <laughs> we, our first date slash the first time we met in person was on Valentine's Day. Um. And we went to see Deadpool that came out on on Valentine's Day. So that was like our first date. And then pretty much after that, we saw each other almost every day. Um, it, it's kind of just been that way. The, like the longest we were apart was when I went away to school to Florida. And it was really hard for both of us. Um, because like the emotional connection was there, but it's just weird having to like talk on the phone all the time and like never being able to see that person. Um, so like that was hard for us. But once I came back, we went back to see each other. Like when things got busier, it was like once a week, but yeah, like being able to have deep conversations and, um, the Gemini, you know, can be also very spontaneous along with that analytical thought so like we can go and like try things together now sometimes you know it's like he can be very blunt with me and I'm like okay that's fine but like I said before say it nicely because he also has a Gemini stellum so he has like three planets in Gemini so like the the thought is just very it's like this is what it is this is kind of how I feel so it can be good and bad sometimes but um like I'm content, but like, I like that we're always changing. So it's not like comfortable because, you know, some people say you can get too comfortable in a mm-hmm. relationship, but like, I always feel like challenged in a way. Like, I always feel like we're challenging each other to like 
be our best selves and do what's in our best interest. So we like, we do that together, which is how we ended up in Vegas together, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I will say that was a very just great answer uh, to the question as well. Uh, when it comes to your relationship and stuff and really like you guys tried even trying like long distance as well. And, and I can I completely agree with you when it comes to I mean, you like relationships don't make it work. But, you know, like it's it's kind of not the same when you guys are far apart, you know, we're in. And I, one thing I realized um, because like, I mean, me and the mile never really had like long distance stuff. But like there has been moments where like she has gone away for a while or like I've been I've gone away because we're both very just busy people. Um, I know one thing for for myself and, and I know for you, I can I can relate is like the phone calls have a more meaning to it. That phone call at night after having a long day means more when you aren't seeing each other as much, you know, um, when you are in the long distance relationship. And that and that's something that because I know you mentioned a little bit about like having like the phone calls and stuff. That's something that I, I really like a light bulb just went on my head when I heard that. I was like, yeah, I remember this mm-hmm. experience. Um, so, yeah, it's just like the phone calls mean a little bit more and, and all that fun stuff. So, I mean, how, how do you feel about that? I, I don't know if it's just me, but. <laughs> no, I definitely feel like phone calls um, make that. Yeah, they're just more meaningful to me. Um I don't know if my boyfriend would say the same thing, but sometimes it's just like we text if we're away, but um, yeah, I don't know when we're on the phone. It's just, it's completely different. That's, I feel that. Okay. Um, I got you. I got you. So yeah. So now this leads me to my next question. So I know you've been in a very long and, and very healthy relationship. What, what is some advice that you would give? Let's say like you are asking to your students that are in relationships. Like what are some advice that you would give to them? about relationships in general? Um, I just communication is key, honestly. Like be open and upfront about what you want, what you don't want. And um I kinda wanna say let the pieces fall, but maybe <laughs> maybe that's a little harsh. But that's I mean that's kinda what it is though, because if you're open with each other then you see like, okay, can we move on from this do we want to move on for this like can it be reconciled um yeah and then you can you can decide for yourself if you want to make it work with that person or not because if you really just don't then like again be honest about like all right this isn't really working for me and i don't want to work on it or i do want to work on it okay i got you definitely yeah that was a that was a great answer, uh, and that's some great advice. Again, being honest, communication that's probably the number one thing when it when it comes to relationships. I know I've learned that a lot through my current relationship is communicate, 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 and communicate more. Because uh, without communication, no one's really going to understand where you're coming from. So as I'm hearing you right. explain that, yeah, that's that's spot on. Um, so my last question for you, Brianna, and I, again, I really appreciate our time talking and stuff again, and for you to come on out here on the podcast. Um, so I know you mentioned a lot about music, yoga, and all that fun stuff. So let's say you've had a very just long and draining day. Uh, what are some things that you do to calm yourself down after a long draining day? Uh, after a long day, I'm probably going to try to do, um, 
it's called restorative yoga and it's really about rest. So like you're, you're moving, but not really. And you have a bunch of props. So you're like laying on a pillow and you're just deep breathing. It just relaxes everything. I'm probably going to want to listen to some music and like watch something on Netflix with my cats. And like, that's really going to just calm my day. Okay. I got you. I got you. So Brianna, thank you again for coming out and, and all that fun stuff. Where can everybody follow you on social media and also when it comes and also let me know also when you start doing your own yoga stuff and all that fun stuff, where can everyone find you on that as well? So where can people find you? Uh, so on Instagram, my main page is Janae, that's J-N-A-I with two underscores. Um, also on Twitter, it's Black Gaia, that's B-L-K underscore it's G-E-A. Um, and on Twitter, I kind of just say whatever I want. It's really like I'm basically cutting up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, Instagram's like nicer. It's a little bit more polished. Um, for the yoga stuff, it's in the works. So if you want to follow my yoga page to see when everything's happening, um, I'm going to be announcing soon when I'm opening up. But it's Divine Bastet Yoga. That's B-I-V-I-N-E-B-A-S-T-E-T, yoga, Y-O-G-A. Uh, that's my yoga Instagram, and there'll be a website and everything soon that'll all be on basically Instagram page. Okay, yeah, and, and that's awesome. Again, and just like you mentioned, please, when you do start your yoga stuff and all that fun stuff, just let me know. And all the links that Brianna just said, I'll make sure that you text me all the links. They'll be in the show description as well. So you guys can just click on that and give Brianna a follow. Brianna, thank you for coming on out. I had a blast. Of course. And yes, stay thanks. safe. You too.